Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And, and we're, we're too much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. <laughs> you're too much. So today we're gonna talk about the delusional girl. And she's you, she's me. And why we're anti. And why we hate her. <laughs> why we're anti-delusional girl. I feel like it's an overused word, you know? Yeah. I, you know how many podcasts I've noticed now, like, two girls talking, and the podcast name has the word delusion in it? And I'm like, this is such a not smart thing to name your brand because Mm-mm. it's going to be out of trending. Mm-hmm. People are no, no longer going to use that word in no. two months. In two months. It's going to be over. And we're here to say that men are more delusional. <laughs> That's our hot take. They are, though. They really are. Mm -hmm. But before we begin, this is the first time we're recording together. New year, new us. Yes, new year, new us. Mm -hmm. And so it's officially been a year now of me and Zoe basically almost every week. Yeah. Sometimes we've taken a few breaks, but almost every week recording a podcast episode, like over 50 episodes. Yes. In 2023. Pray for us. And the first episode last year was... Uh, um, our ex's funeral. <laughs> Where we said we would never talk about our exes again on the podcast. <laughs> Have we listened to that rule? No. No. But it did help. It but did it help. did help. It helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big rebrand coming up. We had some business meetings to have first. Get excited. Yes. I, this morning, booked my one-way ticket to London. So I'm officially moving March 10th to London. London, for, girl, do you know? <laughs> for maybe a year. And yes. I'm excited and nervous. I've already cried this morning about the idea yeah. of leaving my cat. But otherwise, I'm working through it. I need to figure out where I'm going to live, mm-hmm. what job I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. But now I've committed. Now yep. that I have the ticket, it's happening for real. Yeah. And I'm ready. And you already had the visa, right, before? No, I have okay. to do that. But it doesn't take very long. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start that process, too. Perfect. But we will become a long-distance podcast, which I think might be good for us. Yeah. I think we're going to get a new following. I think we're going to lean into a niche. People always say, get your niche. Our niche is long-distance friends. Yeah, we're going to become like niche, right? long-distance friends, and we're going to talk about how we maintain our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> keep the intimacy going. Keep the spark alive. Yes. So, delusional girls. Yes. Who here has been called delusional? Raise your hand. All have you actually washed. been called delusional? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but have you called yourself delusional? Uh, I think... I think someone's actually told me, like, that's a little Delulu, or... (laughs) I'm trying to think. No. But overall, I think that that brings us to the idea that the term delusional is kind of self... Imposed. It's Mm self-imposed. You you know, Mm -hmm. other people are not calling other people delusional. I've almost never called my friend delusional. No. Even if I thought maybe they were leaning toward... Like, maybe they're, like, spending time (laughs) on a guy who doesn't care about them, and they're like, oh, like... Okay. But you kind of know they know the truth. They just don't want to say it yeah like that's kind of like we're just letting an unspoken truth happen yes and so but i think that part of the the thing is is that it became a trend on tiktok to be like Mm -hmm. just gonna be delulu delusional girl and it's like given to yourself and the idea is just assume like 
be like, assume the best. Yes, like, yeah. assume everyone's in love with you. Assume this. Like, go for that and be delusional. Yeah. And that as if that's, like, a delusional girl thing. Yeah. Like, to be that way. When most of the time I would say that, like, the feminine experience is assuming the worst. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, almost going anti everything we've been taught. Yes. And, like, reason why. And also... I remember when we were first talking about this, like, I, I just was, like, getting so tired of every video on my feed being, like, delusional girl, delusional girl. And it, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of it because I just don't identify with that. I think I'm really not delusional. I think almost, like, veer the other way of being, like, too, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you kind of do have to be delusional to get success. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that's why it's, like, a male trait almost to yeah. be delusional because... It's linked to, like, rationality, I guess. Well, being delusional is assuming, is entering a room and assuming you deserve to be there. Getting a job and assuming you deserve it. Like, being in a relationship and assuming you're the one in power. Yeah. And those are all things that, like... Delulu masculine men. (laughs) No! Delulu masks. (laughs) Delulu masks. No, but it's true. Yeah, like, if if you believe it, uh, that's what I was, I was talking to one friend once. And she was just describing this other friend she had. And she was like, yeah, she walks into it. Everywhere she walks on the street, she thinks everyone wants to have sex with her. And, and then, then they be- do. And then they, they do. And it becomes true. And, um, yeah, I think this, it's important to remember that mindsets, like, do impact your reality. Because sometimes this stuff online can turn into, like, big manifestation. And if you're tired, if you hate that part of online or you don't want to hear people, like, you're like, uh, take action to change your life, not like sit around and hope. But changing your mindset is the first step to changing those actions. So like, it's not all manifestation woo-woo. Like you need to see, if you see the world in a certain way, the world kind of becomes that way. Yeah, like if you're feeling like there's no opportunities for me and I feel bad, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the opportunities mm-hmm. provided. This is becoming a manifestation podcast. This is a manifestation This is actually podcast. all about the secret. This is the secret of life. Looking for opportunities and being prepared. <laughs> Luck is opportunity meeting. But then the other thing that you brought up when we were talking about the uh, term delusional originally was that you were like, well, it just kind of justifies... Men's it, bad behavior. Yes. It, it, it's putting the blame back on women for being hurt by men's actions in like situationships or something by being like well she was delusional for thinking anything would happen between them she was delusional for getting hurt by him or Mm -hmm. letting him do that like yeah like putting the blame back on like and even for like you know part of the delusional girl movement is nice because like we said it's good to think oh i'm pretty and deserve attention and then you attract that attention and you think you're pretty and you feel good yes or i deserve to have a good job and therefore you're going to attract a good job you know like that that is a good aspect of the movement but the other part of it that is often used with the hashtag delulu is being like oh i thought this man was going to treat me right (laughs) i'm delusional (laughs) or like like being like oh i just wanted this boy to be my boyfriend and then he really wasn't i'm delusional. delusional and then being like every time you've been disappointed by a man to give your, and maybe it's a way of giving ourselves some sense of control over it by mm-hmm. being like, well, it's not him. And like the fact that like this person hurt me and did this hurtful thing. Yeah. It's easier to understand if I'm not trying to understand his point of view or what he did. But being like, he doesn't give a fuck about me. So I'm not going to try to understand his behavior. I can just understand that I was delusional forever yeah. thinking I could it could have gone differently. Yeah. And I was saying with that is I think around the emergence of when we got the word situationship was probably like uh like 2017 18 when it became a little more popular is like 
that okay that started giving people power it was growing as a word and by the pandemic everyone and their mom and the kids are like situationships like everyone knows what that is now it went from just like something the gen z knew to like everyone. everyone yeah um and the minute it reached that point and it was like oh we have power over this and people know what that means and they know how hurtful it is and like they understand that it's just a relationship without the label and someone kind of taking advantage of like you emotionally like that or whatever it's like oh yeah you're right to feel this way and it was real the minute that that became into everyone's consciousness the delusion chip came out hot heavy slang and it was like i remember seeing that on reels and stuff and instead of all the situation ship things that were kind of like fuck man they're behaving badly <laughs> look at this situation ship it turned into like she's I'm a, crazy she's an idiot i'm crazy and it was like all that responsibility that they suddenly had, like men, suddenly had, or like high school men with their situationships, suddenly they could brush that all off by calling it a delusion ship or whatever. Yeah, it's like a, it's taking away responsibility. Yeah. About why is someone hurt? It's making it be like, and I guess sometimes we do, that is a really common experience. Like if you've ever been in a situation where, it's so clear, like, you know, you're seeing a guy and it's so clear that to you, you're thinking about this all the time and you're analyzing it and you kind of know he does not think about me. Yeah. Like, maybe he thinks about me when I'm in front of him. Yeah. And that's the bare minimum. Yes. <laughs> he does not think about me beyond these walls. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and then be like, okay, so like the whole hurt that I'm feeling and the confusion, I'm doing it to myself. Yeah. And then, and it becomes an inner in an inner turmoil instead yeah. of something where someone did something to you that made you feel bad. Yes, and it's not obviously, like, all, like, men create situationships because they, they come in different forms, but it is insane how I'm thinking now that I'm dating, too, how just, like, unless you talk to someone about what a relationship is, you have a very clear picture in your head, this is what's happening, and they have one in their head, this is what's happening, and you're like, they probably think exactly what I think, or, like, or maybe they don't, but, like, what am I supposed to do about that? Or, like, kind of just thinking back to situationships, I've thought, um, like, oh, well, even though this has been stated, it won't be a relationship. It's clearly going to be a relationship. We're experiencing the same reality. I think it's just a, a different lens that you have on the reality that you're both experiencing. And sometimes it can be hard to, like, look at it from their lens in hindsight if like they thought it was casual or they thought it was serious or whatever to be like okay let me replay all our memories but with your lens on mm -hmm. and then it feels like oh wow it's so hard to have access to basically you can't read people's minds is my moral of the story so that it's not always malicious it's just like it's hard to see those same experiences through a different lens sometimes but that's the thing it's like i don't even think it needs to be like who has the ultimate blame oh. but i think it's hurtful to put all the blame on yourself when a relationship involves two people two people and that it, it doesn't it's not like um like you know being like oh we both played a part in yes. this hurtful situation is not saying you're a bad person yeah or that like it was malicious it's just meaning that like no, you, you know, I think it's just like when I wasn't Delulu. We I, both played a part. I, yeah, I wasn't delusional for <laughs> yeah. like caring about you. It's never going to be delusional to care about someone. Yeah, totally. And it, it's just like, even if like probably you, maybe even if you knew and he was being very clear of like, this is what I was looking for, yes. blah, blah. And you were like, okay, but I'm starting to develop feelings. Yeah. So like maybe he's developing feelings, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously totally. there's a bit of delusion in that and hoping yeah. that like, 
Yes. And hearing someone's words and expecting a different result. Yes. Isabella's brother was actually just talking about this. Um, he was saying, uh, I heard you, girl, you and your roommate say something once that really, like, changed how I saw dating. And we were like, okay, tell us. Like, what you guys, we- dating gurus. <laughs> dating dating guru. coaches. Oh. How old is Isabella's brother? 37. <laughs> No, no, but it was more like thinking about the people he's dating, but it was like, um, uh, we wrote on our fridge, believe men and (laughs) it's like, well, believe men when they tell you, this is what I'm looking for. Believe him. Yes. And believe men is like a take on like, you know, how people, it's like kind of a me too thing. Believe women. And we believe in believe women, but we thought it was kind of silly goofy to to believe men men. and the only time you do believe men is not in those situations but in the ones where they're like I don't want a relationship Mm -hmm. believed got it on lock like you really have to believe them when they say I'm not really available for this right now just got out of a breakup believe them or or anything like that don't take be like well he said that but then he kissed my forehead therefore therefore there's still it's still up for debate guys it's still up for debate actions are bigger than words yes no they're not they're not yes (laughs) they're not and especially because um this man's younger but not looking to be married ever again kind of um like her brother he's divorced yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he is. I'm jealous. I'm I know, but um because you know how kind of like 50-year-old ladies will have that mindset, never going to get married again, looking for a partner whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he wants, but because all the girls he's dating are like 32, they're like they're oh. looking for their Yes, yeah, so some of them will play along, but she, but he's always like no none of these girlies are believing men. <laughs> like they're not believing me when I say I'm not going to marry. Yes, and I think like that's what's really hard. I think it's just like it's hard what's being said versus what's being believed and yeah. what's hoped, too. Yeah, Because totally. hope is really powerful. Yes. And I think, like, the delusional girl plays on the hope yeah. aspect. Yes, yeah. But I think it's just, like, I think it's just a discredit to yourself to be, like, I don't know, like, even in that scenario. Because I get that, I get that mm. with him being, like, well, I'm looking for this one thing. And then I tell them that I'm, you know, looking for a partner but not looking for marriage or yeah. something serious to that extent. Uh-huh. And they continue dating me, hoping maybe I'll change my, my mind. mind. Yeah. But also, I think it's, like, the onus is on the other person, too, to be, like, okay, he said something. Mm-hmm. This is what he wants, and that's not what I want, so maybe we should end this. But it's also onus on the person who say- saying that, like, I think it's also, like, there's onus on him to be like, I can kind of tell that's not what she wants. Yes. And yeah, that was like a situation with a breakup he had recently where it's just like, oh. But I was talking to another friend who was like, oh, I heard that when your brain develops and you get a little older, the Delulu kind of slips away. Like you become really practical about relationships, which I can't imagine getting older. Like you think more strategically, like obviously you grow, you mature, you fall for less, you whatever. But it was kind of refreshing to hear this 32-year-old woman who was like, he'll change for me, and he won't. It's just like, <laughs> we always are like that, you know? Like, you're, I don't know, hope is undying. But you know what's really hard with, like, you know, and with, like, he'll change for me, whether that's delusional or not, it's like, it's hard because sometimes they do. Yes. It's like, 
there's as many stories I have of people wasting their time on people who told them I'm not going to change and then they don't change. And there's other stories where they're yes. like two people are not looking for anything serious and then they fall in love. Because yes. I think we still fall. Maybe it's the delusional belief that like love overtakes everything. Yes. Love will like that you can't predict love and yeah. that love can just suddenly take into a situation and change the whole outcome. Yes. Yeah. And like you're like, okay, yes, maybe right now we went on one date and he is telling me this, this, this. But yeah. what if he falls in love with me? Yes. Well, won't that change everything? But it's like, is love that powerful? Yeah. And I feel like we're all like pretty strong and reasonable, but um, I was talking to my friends about this one guy and it's like, oh, no relationship, no relationship, no relationship, no relationship. And like maybe they had one girlfriend in grade 10 in high school or something. And then it's like, you think like maybe just for a hot second, the first two weeks you know them, you're like, but I'm the girl though. But I'm the one that's going to change this all up. And then you're like, surprise, I'm not. <laughs> Two weeks later, it's like, turns out, I wasn't. Um, but that's what, because I, I don't know, I, even though, yes, I've had definitely that, um, like, even in situations where they're actively telling me one thing is happening, like, that they're not looking for something serious, that they're not ready for that, and that what this is, like, is <laughs> casual. And I still, in the back of my mind, are thinking, he could maybe be my boyfriend one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've definitely had that. But at the same time, it's, like, because I am so aware of, like, um, I, you know, there's so much shame about you just, like, you, you feel like men are just walking around thinking everyone, like, that you want them to be their boyfriend. Yeah, always, yeah. And you want to prove them wrong. You want to yeah. be like, I don't I'm Because yeah. it's, like, even if I'm aware that part of me is thinking that, the other part of me is so mean to myself yeah. about thinking that. I'm yeah. like, that's where the delusional I'm like, girl you're an idiot. You're delusional. Yeah. But it's like, what if you just viewed it as a feeling? Like, yeah. yeah, naturally, my feeling is when I go on a date with someone and I like them, the first little thought that's going to come up or fantasy that's going to come up is going to be like, maybe this will be my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But it's a thought. It's yeah. not, it doesn't have weight. Yeah, like feeling hope is normal. But that's what can be so uncomfortable and scary is like, even when I sent you that podcast about like feelings and thoughts, it's like, okay, yeah, what if that is just a thought? And what if that hope is just a feeling? It can be so scary because it also, I think women are more prone to, I don't know if I'm making this up, but kind of a uh, love addiction. And love addiction often is not about having relationships. It's about like kind of a, an addiction to fantasy. And like, so if you're uncomfortable in your real life, that's why it can be so hard to not have a crush or like like Jenny Slate's book or something like, what do you do when you don't have a crush, basically? No one to long for. Like, yeah. That empty then you long for longing long in that moment. Yes. Because yeah, you're like, I must long, I must yearn. That's what I was meant to do. Yes, and... It, in some ways, I think that's, like, romantic feminine experience. And in other ways, I think it can verge into, like, love addiction or fantasy addiction. Because I'm like, what happened? When? Why do I fantasize? Whatever. And sometimes I'll realize I'm trying to regulate some emotion. Like, especially if you're, like, even bored in class or something. It's like, I'm bored here. This isn't whatever this is randomly. If it's a boring class or something. I'm not um, engaged. And that's uncomfortable. But I have to be here. So must go into fantasy, which I'm sure a lot of people do when they're younger and have to take classes they hate too, like whatever, biology or anything like that. Um, but I think other points too, sometimes I realize, oh, I'm going into fantasy when I'm like really just uncomfortable, where I'm like in my room alone, I'm like, oh, people aren't home yet. Uh, 
this is uncomfortable, I could make food, or I could do this, or, and, like, fantasy sometimes feels like the only safe place, or, like, before bed, too, fantasies, like, it's kind of like uh, inner child fantasy addiction to regulate uncomfortable feelings. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, I have turned off that fantasy part of myself so much out of, like, because I viewed it as so negative, like, I'm so afraid of being... I don't know, I just want to be believed and I want to be taken seriously. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I cannot, yeah. I cannot no, become I'm... overcome by fantasy. And I It have also to... happens in everyone's first relationship, I think, too. Like, spending. The what? The... Like, I've never been more filled with fantasy than when I was, like, dating someone for the first time. Then I was, like, all day, every day, thinking about what we will do, what we have done. But it's just, like, like... Every but hour I, of the day. I, I don't know, because my first relationship, because I'm, like, I have this weird thing where I think I made things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I remember in the first month of my relationship, because it felt so good and it felt like fantasy playing out in real life. Yeah. I thought, this can't be real. Yeah. And then I would keep thinking it wasn't real. Yeah. And even that, like, I was, like, even now, like, upon looking back on my relationship, it doesn't seem real. Like, I was, like, maybe he's not real. Maybe we never dated. And mm-hmm. then once I saw him again in person recently, I was, like, oh, he's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot that he's real and not part of something I created. But it's, like, almost this, like, idea of, like, I'm so afraid of being delusional that I I... I stopped myself from fantasy. I stopped myself from doing... Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Yes. And I view it as... And it's almost, like, dangerous in the way that I see it as more serious than it is because fantasy is just fantasy. Yeah. And that really is, like... I don't know. Like, the the fear that if I let myself... If I go on one date and then I start to be like, Fantasy-sy. oh, let me think. Like, what if maybe mm-hmm. this turns into something more serious or something that it means that suddenly it means that I am past, like I'm be doing something bad, like that yeah. I'm like, oh, you're, you, you're so stupid. Like it's not going to turn into that. Why are you letting yourself do this? Like yeah. stop when really it's like, it's harmless. What if it, it is like the natural response for me is going to be to maybe fantasize a little bit but that doesn't mean that I actually think in re- there's difference between real life and what I really want in real life and what relationship will work in real life versus fantasy. Yes, I think that's true. But I also think I've hurt myself so bad with fantasy. Like, really, when I'm, like, when I talked about the crush I had at the beginning of last year or whatever, like, I would always, I was like, ooh, ooh this fantasy's bad. But I was like, oh, my life is so uncomfortable and everything's so uncomfortable that, like, it's my only happy place. <laughs> I know it's going to, like, all the bubbles going to burst and come crashing down. But it was, like, I don't know, kind of an inevitable, like, tower moment almost where you're, like, I know. I could see this popping. But I'm, like, this feels so much better than just being in my normal life now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like fantasy. And not that I totally regret that. But it's just, like, I've had other moments like that in my life. And after my first relationship, I was just, like, oh, I'm not going to do that ever again like not those fans because like well so I really really pushed the fantasies far away and then I was like no I miss them come back so then I leaned too far into it I just think I don't there's very very little balance for me I'm like either I dive in to fantasy land and I'm happy for a couple months and then I will be bubble burst or not like yeah, but I think it's a difference. Like, yeah. I, I think you lean more into fantasy yes. than I do. 
it's been and a safe space. And I, and maybe part of it is just being like, I think you have a very, like, it's hard when you have a good imagination, <laughs> like, when you're creative in that way, because I think fantasy yep. land can feel so. Exactly. And like you said, like, fantasy was, is used a lot as a kid. Yeah. Like, it's used a lot, like, as a bedtime story for yourself. It's used as a comfort tool. Yes, yeah. And yeah. It, it just changes what is the subject of your fantasy the older you get. Yeah. But I think it's just, like, I don't know. But I think, and I, it's not that I couldn't, I feel like I've been so, because I also, like, we've talked about this before so many times on the podcast of, like, if I imagine something, it won't happen. And so if I imagine good things in my headspace, like if I think, I believe if I think positively, the worst things will happen to me. So I have to constantly be thinking negatively so good things will happen to me. And that hasn't actually really helped me. It just makes me really stress and anxious. But. <laughs> I do, um, because I am I have the same fear, but instead I don't have fantasies about what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm like, so we go 10 years down the line because I'm not worried if because I'll fantasize about everyone I ever meet our wedding, basically. I'm told as soon as she's No, and I was like shocked. Shocked. I'm like the most I can fantasize is a soft launch on Instagram. No, I never my most common um I have hard launch fantasies. I have never soft. Like I just picture (laughs) and you could tell that like what I'm trying the fantasy's not about the relationship because it's showing people you're lovable. It's showing people that I'm okay. Yeah. That That's I'm my fant- fantasy too. That I'm fantasizing about because it, 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 it's like, it's so rare that you're actually, because it's like an actual relationship, the intimate moments you share, all that. Like, I very rarely think about them. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, whatever. Those would be good. Those would be fun, but like, I'm not going to think about that. that. <laughs> but what I really, it's just like what I actively want right now, because it's like, okay, I would love to one day meet someone that I'm really compatible with and fall in love and all those things. And part of me really knows that will happen at one point and that's okay. But it's not the immediate thing I need or want right now. The immediate thing that I'm like craving is just to be, to make everyone know that I'm fine and I'm lovable. So even if I'm single right now, I'm okay. Yeah, same. (laughs) And like just needing to prove that. And, like, and that's so weird. So, it's, like, I have these fantasies of, like, posting a male hand. <laughs> oh, my God. I love just the hand. <laughs> just the hand on Instagram. And then everyone's, like, oh, she's fine, guys. She's, she's fine. She's, look, she's so, she deserves to live. My fantasy learned. is a hard launch, but the caption is, we're wheeling. Do you remember wheeling? <laughs> What's wheeling? Oh, my God. <laughs> wheeling was when you had, like, uh, when you started to like someone, like, we like each other, but you're in grade six. You're like, we both like each other. So then they'd be like, oh my God, um, Gabriella and Troy are wheeling. I have never heard this term in my life. Oh my God. Was this a thing? In grade six, you would say we're wheeling? It's such a big thing. That it means even... a, a reciprocal crush, basically? A, yes. Usually it's youthful. And um, it, it kind of means dating, but you know we would do it for crushes and stuff. They're wheeling. Maybe they'll kiss on the bus. Wow. I remember Yasmin and Mickey Wheels were wheeling. on the bus. No, literally. I, I think it's because you guys are like chugging on together. I actually don't know what the wheel... But I heard pe- actual people... You're still using this term at Queen's University, adults. Like, oh, we're wheeling, like, we're we're both like each yeah. other? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're wheeling. <laughs> Don't go to Kingston, guys. Don't go to Kingston, but again, when you see that caption, my I'm, hard launch, we're wheeling. I love that you already know your caption. Yes. No, because I, I remember I told Satan and Isabella, and they were like, we want to use it because they had boyfriends, and I was like, it's mine. <laughs> 
It's like the name of your first child. <laughs> We're is, your, willing. is your hard launch caption? I call Callista. <laughs> you know how people have baby list names? I think we should start just captions we're going to use for our future boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we start it's collecting so scary. Oh my god, that's a good TikTok though. Yes, you should. <laughs> Wear a wheel. <laughs> you should be like, hey, so you want to hard launch your boyfriend. Here's how to. Yes, here's some funny captions. But no, that's, okay, but yes, you told me you're. Oh, I, I go a year in advance. I go, I think our, a year. <laughs> I go 10 years in advance. I think about our wedding and kids. And listen, if we've ever kissed, if you're listening to this podcast and we've ever kissed, I've thought about our wedding. Um, you should know. <laughs> I, my mouth is ajar. <laughs> no, I, I have never thought about our first dance song, like what? thinking about it. Yeah, no. I And the reason I do it is because I know it won't happen. So I'm not worried. I'm like, I want to fantasize about something with them. And like the soft launch could be fun. The you know, those moments, what are we going to do and stuff. But they're too real. They're too real. So I go, like, I got to do something. Let's go really far in advance. That is crazy. Yeah. I have never fantasized about a wedding. I've never fantasized about kids with someone. Like, I fantasize about my kids, but there's never a man there. No. My kids are always on my fantasy husband, again, if we've ever kissed, on your (laughs) shoulders. for every man we've ever kissed. (laughs) They're on your shoulders. Really cute dad style. Oh my god. Isn't that adorable? But I think part of it is also like I just don't think I'm gonna get married, so I can't <laughs> fantasize about that. Okay. I feel like I think also part of it is I think like I have a good ten years right now, like this is my decade to date, and then I'm gonna be alone forever. <laughs> this is my Wow. I love that. This is my belief. <laughs> That's scary. Because I think that I'm doomed for divorce and to be a single mom. Okay. So doomed. I, I just feel like for now, I it's like, you know, I have to think short term. Mm-hmm. No, totally. <laughs> this, is my, this is my time. <laughs> no, totally. I was listening to, um, I'm obsessed with Giggly Squad lately. I don't know if anyone listens, but I really highly recommend that podcast just because like, I don't know. I was obsessed with their Saltburn review. This is a Saltburn spoiler, but she basically Paige Zorba, why I'm obsessed with her is because she was like, fuck the nuance everyone's talking about who cares they're rich whatever he's the villain (laughs) was just like having this really iconic take that was not nuanced at all or thinking about it she was like i hated it the bath scene was disgusting praying for my life that's why i'm obsessed with this podcast just a refreshing break from my friends who are like no let's Let's be intelligent let's be intelligent (laughs) it was just like i love this pod one thing about like i've been thinking about recently as i was like i will never like, when people ask me, ask me for my opinion on movies or, like, give a smart review of a movie, I just, like, I can't do it. And I won't. Okay. Like, okay. I just don't feel like it's in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Do I have the expertise? Yeah. I can tell you if I liked a movie or if I didn't like a movie. Okay. And general vibe. But because it's just, like, movies are not, like, the thing I know a lot about mm-hmm. or the thing I've studied like Mm -hmm. I just feel like I can give a nuanced opinion on a book I don't think I can do it for a movie I can just tell you if I liked it or not yeah but and then I just feel like sometimes people think that you need to be smart about everything like be smart about music be smart about Uh movies be smart about books yeah we can't all do it all no no we can't all do I can only give you intellectual takes about movies and um stand-up comedy I can watch a movie and tell you if I liked it or not, but then you're going to ask me why I liked it or, and I just, am 
I have nothing to say. I just am like, You're at a and loss. I'm also I can tell like you can tell that you don't really care, like you don't have good opinions on something when you're so easily moved by other people's opinions. Yeah, you're like wow. So if I'm like, oh, I like this, and then I hear everyone else hated it, I'm like, yeah, me too. Like I, <laughs> I also, uh, I also hated that movie. I, you know, yeah. like. Um, but why I brought up Giggly Squad and why you should listen is they were just talking about. I feel like lately I've been inundated with people who. Um, I don't know if it was just going back home or something, but basically, like, if you date, if you're over 25 or 25, you date someone for two years, where I'm from, you're getting married almost always, like, and it's not, like, small town, everyone's married super young, but it's, like, at 25, you get engaged, kind of vibe. 25? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Also, this girl from, who I knew, not in my high school, but one really close, like, went to parties with her or whatever. She is 21. She is my age. And she just got engaged. And no one's, like, concerned? No. She went on vacay, got engaged, living, laughing, loving. It's scary. Because uh, we knew this one guy who had a baby in the pandemic. But it was, like, you know when you know it's, like, well, it was, like, accident vibes. But just, mm-hmm. like, they're going to slay. But this was different because it was, like, so purposeful. We're adults. Let's get married, you know? Yeah, that's scary. It's scary. But, um, no, and I've just heard... I don't know, lately more people getting married, especially if they don't move to Toronto. Like, like my friend's sister moved to Toronto. Now she's 27 dating. Like, she's like, maybe I'll break up with my boyfriend. Maybe I'll do whatever. Um, I don't know. That That's normal. But Giggly Squad, they were saying, like, I don't remember a single person I dated before 30. Can't tell you their name. Like, sorry. They were like, I had relationships. I don't even remember. I'm like, <laughs> they were like, I was drunk the whole time. I never took anything seriously. And it, and now they're both like in really really happy relationships and they're like 32 and I was like oh yeah that's what I really want my life to look like but it's so stressful seeing other people especially because I have this fixation about being left behind I'm like starting to get really nervous for the age where we're actually left behind yes you know and I've seen and clearly like Hannah and Paige like on this podcast in some ways they were left behind like uh, they are gonna be the bridesmaids at this wedding they watch they have to watch a bunch of people do it first maybe and their parents are like where are the kids or whatever but you just have to kind of like stick it out until it's right for you their careers were in the right place now they have partners but it's scary i'm scared to be left behind (laughs) and i'm scared that people are getting engaged at 25 stop getting engaged at 20 don't you feel like everyone's moving in and getting married I don't feel that way. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I, I feel the anxiety of it coming up maybe of that feeling. But I think that like, I think it is a difference between growing up in Montreal and growing up in a suburb in Ontario is that like, no one's going to be getting <laughs> engaged anytime soon. Like yeah. even, you know, even my friends who live with their boyfriends, it's like, there's no way they're getting engaged anytime soon. Yes. Like, it's just like, that's not yeah. a thing. And also just like, marriage isn't the, as popular here. Like, it's just more likely yeah. to have a maybe a partner, but like, not... Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, ma- marriage has never been um, in my milestones mm-hmm. because, and I think part of it is just the Montreal, the Quebec of it all, where less people yeah. get married and have kids with people and so I've always had kids in the milestones but not marriage mm-hmm. um and like the other aspect of just like being a, a kid of divorce is like yeah. you kind of have a different view on marriage but I don't know I I'm not nervous about 
that about the being behind yet. Okay, but even like I I feel like I know a lot of these people won't be married, but like my friend of a friend was just like, "Oh, her boyfriend asked her to move in." And I'm like, "Okay, cute, fun, but I'm just like I it, I feel like yeah, this is just You're the, like everyone's getting engaged. No, I'm like I think this is just my overarching like um, vexation with people who are in relationships believing they're going to be together forever because it stresses me out that they believe that. Yes. <laughs> it makes but me this so nervous. Us back to like the delusion. Yeah. Is that I, I think stress they're delusional. Because I think that like both of us, like this is why I almost think like most girls are, are not feeding into the delusion, not being the delusional girl. Like I, like that, the, that the that we're almost all anti-delusion like and we're so actively maybe it's because we see the delusion and we live with it and we're just trying to fight it and like kick her down yeah like every day is just us like like trying to like beat up our delusion and it's almost like being mean to ourselves yeah in that process and that's why I think it's like weird to like be like we're so like delusional and like when it's like no we're like so mean to ourselves yeah and trying so hard not to be delusional because we're like the worst feeling like i'm sure the worst feeling for you the worst feeling for me is to realize you were so wrong yeah like to realize that you thought something was going well and Uh it was really not yeah and you had no idea like to be totally proven wrong and to be like oh, my sense of reality was completely wrong. Yeah. Like, I had no idea he was thinking this. I had no idea he was doing this. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And those were the worst feelings was to be, like... And instead, and again, in those moments, instead of being, like, oh, I'm mad at this guy for, like, tricking me or making yeah. me feel bad or whatever... Like, maybe you do feel a little upset, but mostly you blame yourself. You're like, why didn't you know everything? Why weren't you fully aware of everything? Why, yeah. like, like you said, like, information to you is comfort. Yeah. And so to find out as much information as you can so that you never feel fooled or tricked. Yes. Or deceived. Yeah. Or be caught being delusional or hopeful when it wasn't what was happening. Yeah. And I think that your same anger of, like, people, like, moving in together and, yeah. like, trusting that even though they're a little bit young, that... This is gonna last for a really long time. Is you're like you're being delusional because you're <laughs> trusting a yeah. person. Yeah, I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> and you're like, crazy. And you're like, I am not gonna move in with someone until many, many, many years later because I don't want to like mm-hmm. be proven wrong for doing. Because you also think it's like gonna again, like our fantasy is not necessarily to be in the relationship, but to prove to someone to other people that we can be loved can and be. we're fine. Yeah. It's like you just you like the worst feeling to you is like what if you took that chance, moved in with someone, believed you were gonna be together, and then they broke your heart. Yeah. And you had to tell everyone and be yeah. like, like the ultimate admitting you were delusional, the yeah. ultimate admitting you were so wrong. Yeah. And just have to like live with that shame. Yeah. It's just like even though no one would judge you, no one would be. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you you know, you love someone. Yeah. You had hope. You worked on that relationship, and the relationship came to an end. Like no yeah. one's thinking, oh, but it's she's cr- to blame. It's crazy from the outside how the girlies are always thinking it's them. Like I watched this TikTok that got taken down. I reposted. It. I was fucking obsessed with it. Get ready with me to cheat on my boyfriend. The grinder allegations were true, and like you could tell she's trying to be sassy and fun about it, but like. I had heard Hannah Burner talking about some other influencer she knew who was in a relationship and like the shame they're dealing with for having it like for it being over the shame for being like people told me he was on Grindr but I trusted him and she's just like like how could I be so stupid and feeling like she needs to retaliate and it reminds me of when I heard um this uh podcast about 
this like one famous podcaster, his mom was came on to tell her story and she had had like, it was all like a bunch of his stepdads or whatever and how they were bad in different ways or whatever. Um, sorry, I don't know why I'm like, I'm like must move this. <laughs> but she was just saying like in her last, her third husband, I think, um, he was abusive. He was the only like really abusive one, but she couldn't handle the shame of like a third divorce. So she stayed for like four more years and it's just crazy how much worse her, I mean, with abuse, it's, it's like even more complicated, but she wasn't even like, she like wanted to be divorced, but just was like, I cannot go out there and tell my family I have to do this again or try again or something. Well, it's interesting how it's like your ability to trust is like used either like used you're like you're congratulated for it or it's used against you Mm -hmm. and like who you trust Mm -hmm. you're like the the whole trusting because it's like you're told you have to trust you can't not trust anyone then you're judged for that because they're like you're closed off yeah you're not opening yourself up to anyone you're not trusting but then the minute you trust and then it turns out it was the wrong person to trust you feel so broken and like stupid and like everyone's gonna judge you for having ever trusted that person yeah and then you're just like I'm in this weird balance of like I am supposed to trust but it's too much to like and it it is like it really is like not even about these interrelationships it's just like I think it's like again with like it's different than men like where men maybe it's like almost like the like you hear a man has been divorced three times and you don't really bat an eyelash you hear a woman's been divorced three times you're like what's wrong with her yeah Elizabeth Taylor Slay yeah you're like What's wrong with her judgment? What's ro- like there must be something wrong with her. Yeah. And you're like putting the blame on her when with a guy you're like, he just got bored. Like yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay. you're like, you don't really think he's maybe that damaged emotionally yes. or like his choice. You don't really judge his trusting. You're yeah. more like he chose to end those. Yeah. With her, you're like, she must have been betrayed in some way. Like yeah. if there's a gendered version to it, obviously I'm yeah. like overgeneralizing. Yes. But I just feel like the ability to like we view like women and your ability to trust is really used against you. Yeah. And you're you're like completely it's weaponized. And I also think the idea of like people aren't judging you is often true, but sometimes I think if something really bad happens to you, for example, that woman with her third marriage, the abuse or whatever, I I was listening to another podcast of someone talking about how when you're in I we've definitely spoken about this briefly before, but I think this is why there are some people who may judge and it's a delusion they have to have within themselves. Like you hear someone was in a car crash because death is so difficult to handle. You say, oh, I would have worn a seatbelt. So that couldn't have been me there. Someone must have been intoxicated or like you have to find some reason of like why Why they died, not you, not you. So then I think the same with those terrible relationships is like even intellectually people really understand how abuse works but they have to think my judgment my trusting must be better so there is almost an unconscious judgment of everyone around or not not fully especially if they know the whole story but just from a really outside perspective being like here's why that's not going to be me but and you have to hold on to that even though we have that intellectual capacity of understanding that abuse it's like the man is uh, like, and, you know, women can abuse too, but, like, yes, in this yeah. scenario of a gendered scenario of, like, this man is the abuser, this man is doing something wrong, we still, like, I've definitely done this where I judge the girl for not leaving. I'm yeah. like, well, yeah. shouldn't she have, like, yeah. 
you know, seen this sign. Like, he did this again. Like, yeah. isn't it time to leave? Like, yeah. you know, like, you you still, a part of you is going to judge her for not, yeah. for having that trust. Yeah. And you're just like, and it, and you don't, and I feel like we're so scared of being caught in that moment of like, there's so much fear of being caught give, trusting a man you shouldn't have. Yeah. And the shame of that, because then you're like, I'm going to lose all credibility. No one's going to trust me ever as a person. Yeah. Like I lose power as a person because mm-hmm. I trusted one wrong person once. Yeah. When they're the one making the mistake. It, it, yeah. Like, like that's like the, like you, it's just, there's so much on the line there. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a, I don't know. It's just. You know, especially having had, like, you know, my first, like, romantic scenario was with a terrible guy and with a guy that I trusted. And then there was so much shame after of being, like, why the fuck was I so stupid and, like, put Mm. myself in that situation because I did active steps to get into it. Yeah. And be, like, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. Even though now I'm, like, you were 15. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You were a baby. (laughs) That's what people always talk about. And I I heard that on couples therapy recently. Just, like, I know that's true and people have said that. But when, if you ever have a child that is 15, like, there's going to be maybe, like, a bit of a reliving. Like, they're, like, oh, kiss someone on the schoolyard. I don't know. Like, you almost, like, having to relive that and, like... Um, not that having kids is like a necessary part of healing, but that you never fully get the perspective until you watch someone you love who's a true 15 year old baby be in the same position. And then you're like, oh, I, of course, like then you just, I was a kid. you gain all that like a- extra empathy for yourself. Even if you can have like a lot now, that's what I'm excited about parenting too. I'm like, got to relive the traumas. Um, but then let them all go. <laughs> like there's so much healing in that. But I think like, especially in that scenario, because I was like, Oh, you know, I was caught in a, like, you know, this being in a relationship with someone that was so terrible, but then I got out of it so quickly mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I got out. I saw through him so quickly Yes, like, that now, like I noticed that like, you know, when I was younger, I would really judge the girls that, like, he dated afterwards and be like, how are you not seeing through it? Yeah. He, you know, like, yeah. how are you still there? Like, yeah. because, and it's so weird because you would think I would have the most empathy because yeah. I lived through part yeah. of it, but I couldn't, I was, like, mad at them, but I was more anger at myself. Like, yeah. the way that it was all projected, and it, I think that's also the thing is, like, when you get mad at your friend for, like, yeah. dating the wrong guy, it's yeah. not anger at them it's like well it's partly love for them yeah and then it's also just anger at your like it's just like you're all like we're so hyper vigilant like you have to be so hyper aware of who you trust because yes. you're gonna lose not only are you gonna be in a bad scenario with this person you're gonna lose all credibility as a person yeah totally. and it's just all like power imbalance and losing power and like the trusting being the source of power yes and i think one other thing is um Sorry, this is kind of, I'm realizing I'm diverting, but you reminded me of it with you getting angry at your friend for who they're dating is just like, um, I think often one Delulu thing that happens so much with men that's actually one of my biggest fears, and I don't know why it's so stressful, is that when you um, have like crushed or flirted with someone or you guys texted for a bit or you hung out once, um, but it wasn't an official date or something like oh, we all went out to the bar, but we were making eyes the whole time. And it was like, were we going to go home together? Were we not? Or, But then they'll go, like, if someone asks them, they're like, oh, no, we're just friends. Like, because there was nothing tangible or physical, like, yes. that men can hold on to the, like, even though it's so obvious what was happening, kind of like, even like eyeball sex or whatever, you could pretend it never happened or something. 
Yeah, I, I think it's, like, the fear of, like, oh, I'm attracted to this person, but I won't, like, yeah. say that there's something between us until... They do. They admit it. Yes. And then... then if, Especially if they deny it, too. And yeah. you're like, I know I did not make that. <laughs> you know? I think it's really hard in those scenarios. Because I've... I saw it to, like, one of my roommates one time was just texting this guy, and after he was like, we, it was as friends or something, and I was like, I read the text. <laughs> like, me as a third party was like, that was not in your head. Like, <laughs> he can pretend, like, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, but, I, but th- I'm that's there. another thing I feel like people think that you think it's in your head, like, that girls are more likely to be like, no, we're just like, I don't know what's happening, but it's not, like, yeah. you know, like, until he admits, especially that you're like, he has to do the first move, he has to do, like, yeah. that you're just like, I'm not going to admit that this is something until it's so, I have proof. Like, you mm. want proof to back up whatever, feelings are not enough, I need proof. Yeah. And the same way that you're like, oh, I was hurt by him because yeah. even though he told me this and I should take responsibility for not listening for him, for him for that but he did this this is like you're yeah. gonna you're showed keeping me track of all the proof to justify your feelings yeah because totally. feelings enough doesn't feel like enough proof yeah <laughs> like, that's just like a a factor mm. and same with like oh like a guy like leading you on or flirting with you yeah. and it, you, you're trying to explain to a friend that like but yeah. you don't want to fully admit like oh he's yeah. flirting with me yes because then you're like oh are they gonna think I'm like full of myself or thinking yeah. this person's flirting with me or yeah. I'm just attracted to them or yes. like blah 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 like where's the proof yeah yeah I, I even had one TikTok that like had some views like the the hoes were into it the men were into it because I was like I should have asked him for his number and men love the idea I think they liked it because they love the idea that there are girls out there who want to talk to them <laughs> they're but like aren't. I could be hit on I, in public I, no they're so excited but in this TikTok I'm basically just like oh well we were looking at each other full eyeball sex but I'm like it wasn't anything it meant nothing blah. and everyone believed me because I was playing it down like really playing it down because I was like won't be caught being delusional like no one called me delusional in that because I play it so far down when I'm like that's what the way I'm playing it down wasn't even the truth of the situation like I'm just mm-hmm. protecting myself by <laughs> preventing you from calling me delusional yeah <laughs> but this is why I'm like and I can't tell if the movement is, like, has more positives than it does negatives. Yeah. Like... I think it's more negative. I, romantically. I think it's more negative in the way that it's, like, making it seem like we're living... Like, it, it's making it seem like women live in fantasy world, yes. men live in real world, and yes. women are then in the realm of fantasy and don't get to be rational and live... Like, yes. it, that there's... Like, we're untouchable in that way. Yes. But we're living... We're living in the real world. Yes. And I'm... Ex- have <laughs> In the real world. No, I wrote something about this because this is a really... Went over the break, at the very beginning, I started watching a bunch of, like, kind of rom commy comedies, sometimes, like, you know, things along those lines. And always, I wrote a list of all the things that they all have. Um, but always, there is some reference to an untouchable feminine experience, which we've discussed. Oh, she's a girl. She's crazy. I don't even begin to imagine. Oh, let the ladies do their thing. Oh, oh, that's girl mind. We could never understand. <laughs> and, and we were talking about this in our colonialism class. Just, yeah, the way domination works. is just like, 
this um the mystery of women is how it kind of allows for domination yeah like we could never understand them so we're not even gonna try <laughs> yeah exactly and we're just gonna tell them what to do to work in our world because we couldn't work in their world no like their world is so untouchable yeah. and so like not workable for me a rational no. human being <laughs> and therefore they must enter the male world mm-hmm and work under our rules yes. because our rules are so we're easy to understand men we're so easy to yeah. understand women so difficult to yes. understand men are from mars and women are from venus yes <laughs> but i've been lately also obsessed with men friendships because the more you dig into it the more you're like yeah they always pick anything they can talk about so that they don't gain any intimacy with one another i know some men do really have intimate friendships but when you watch men who don't you're like do you even have a single real friend? <laughs> like, do you speak to anyone honestly about what you think about the world? No. Mm-hmm. Only sports. <laughs> like, it's scary. It's scary. And the whole thing, like, men don't ever lose their friends. Because it's like you never talk to Todd about the time he was a rapist. That's why you oh, don't lose God. friends. <laughs> See? No. Yeah. That's tea. I think it's just a... Uh... Every time I say rapist, you get so scared. I do. Because, <laughs> honestly, it's concerning how many times it's been. <laughs> the amount of times you've accused random men. <laughs> You're... Oh, my God. I went through this phase this time last year. And I was like, if you listen to this podcast and you're a man, you're a rapist. Yes, and that... You can't say that. I know. <laughs> and I had to just put my foot down. <laughs> I forgot. In that moment, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I also just feel like it, the overall message is to trust your intuition, trust yourself, and not downplay your intuition or, yeah. your, like, your knowledge. Yeah. Because calling yourself delusional is downplaying yourself to then think that people are going to, like, believe you more. Like you said, like, almost like the act of what you were doing in that TikTok is what we do every day in order to think, like, that will maybe take make people take us seriously or they'll hear the general the gist of the story and think it's valid mm-hmm. if we say it we present the information in a certain way where we don't yes. show our true feelings yeah but no trust yourself I, intuition also is often hyper vigilance just like how i was talking with my therapist or whatever i'm like my killer i always know i can read minds like i'm slaying she was like no or it's trauma it's <laughs> my also like uh me and my in our diary episode i had one entry where i was like so we can tell the future and <laughs> like, she can yeah. look at me and know exactly how terrible things are going to happen to me and therefore i'm scared of her <laughs> and then zoe had to text me and be like i don't I... know the future <laughs> just so you know i know sometimes i think i do though it's scary um i gave asme the funniest tarot reading ever i wish we had recorded <laughs> Yeah, we can relive it. <laughs> I was like, he's going to go as me. He's going to call you and go, baby, I really miss you. And we're talking about a man she's never met. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so true. He's going to miss me. He's going to miss her <laughs> in March. Okay. Okay. We should wrap up. Um, to Lulu. Oh, oh, believe men was <laughs> what I wanted to end with. Um, okay. Believe men. So when they say, I'm not looking for something serious. What do we do? Believe, believe men. men. Yes. <laughs> and believe yourself. And be- trust yourself. And trust yourself. You're right. Um, and I believe you. <laughs> yeah. He was having eyeball sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> I taught Esme eyeball sex. She was like, what? <laughs> I've never experienced it. <laughs> it's just like, 
I I don't know. Maybe it's the glasses. I can't. <laughs> I can't maybe they I can't, can't be penetrated. <laughs> they can't be penetrated. <laughs> maybe if I had the glasses off. But even that, I think like part of it is like sex to me really does not involve the eyes because I can't see anything. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so You're disconnected. I, I don't know how real sex involves eye contact, so I don't know how. I could have, like, eyeball sex. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly. That really changes things for me. All right. Well, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And And we're we're too too much. much. Good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Been too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm too much. You're too much.